Hello, fantasy managers, Alfie here. We've got a fantastic show for you. Not only do we pick through the debris at Game Week 31, Nathan's in the studio to give us a rundown on set-piece stats. The uh, secret journalist is back and he'll be helping you mine for gold, picking up on those players that could be on the cusp of breaking into form as we head into the Game Week 32 spectacular. We also have a fantasy manager braving the tactics truck, clean sheet predictions and Premier League stat of nations. We have prepped you in your quest to win big so go win big. Let's roll that music. The Drawn Fantasy Podcast. And it's live. Hello, DFers. It's Alfie here. Welcome to the Draw Fantasy Podcast. Uh, I'm not alone. I have a studio friend. Yes, yeah, so alongside me is a man who impressed with a tireless display on his podcast debut. It would only be right for him to be given the opportunity to prove he's no Vincent Janssen. And there's more <laughs> to his game than just running around a bit. It's Nathan Taylor. Hello, Nathan. Hey, mate. How's it going? I'm all right. I'm all right. Have you got your tickets for the Checker Trade Trophy final yet? I have. Yeah. We're there. We're in like Flynn. We're in like Flynn, yeah. Uh, the biggest Checker Trade final ever. 78,000 tickets sold so far. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we love a record, don't we, Portsmouth fans? Yeah, I know. I've never seen a check and trade trophy before in my life. I, someone okay. asked, my man has asked me, uh, he said, to, what is it? And I was just like, to be honest, I don't know. It's like the League Cup, but without the championship. It's just League 1 and League 2, again. isn't it? Yeah, plus now under 23 teams. Oh, yeah, the under 23 team thing. But they all got knocked out. We knocked out Arsenal and Spurs, so... Nip those kids out of it. Right, anyway, how was your game week 31? Dire. Well, it was okay, but I got beat. I'm on a run of four defeats in a row. Yeah, I know the feeling. Right, let's do the roundup. Let's do game week 31 roundup, and then we'll talk some more. Small game week alert. Yes, that's right. Only five fixtures were played, but one of them was big hitting Liverpool against Fulham. That's a Liverpool clean sheet and that's not a hat trick, right? Wrong. The scouts have squeaked by with a late James Milner penalty, whereas West Ham and Huddersfield conspired to stick one to the entire Twitter community by playing out a seven-goal thriller in which the Hammers defence conceded three goals against the Blunt Terriers, proving once and for all that they should never be trusted. Burnley get James Madison. Chelsea lose to a still really quite pants Everton. And when it comes to the crunch, Newcastle prove that a rich tea biscuit can easily match a cherry bait well <laughs> one clean sheet that was Everton yeah just the one assisting defenders Nathan Aki Charlie Taylor Aaron Cresswell Yedlin Chris Leva and Congolo Gold Kings Josh King Javier Hernandez Carlin Grant with two each Goal scoring defenders this week, Wes Morgan and Ogbonna for West Ham. Penalty misses was Sigurdsson although he did put in the rebound and red cards hmm Harry Maguire this week's top players, Josh King, Carlin Grant, Sadio Mane, Richarlison, and the top players overall, Salah, Sterling, and Mane. Hazard out of the top three. Hazard is out of the top three, yeah. Fantastic. I mean, how surprised is he in it for so long, considering he doesn't yeah. do anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, do you want to start, Nath? Yeah, go on. Uh, so only Fulham... I've lost more Premier League uh, games away from home in 2019 than Chelsea, who've played 5-1-1, drawn zero, lost four. Uh, another stat, Huddersfield have scored more than once in a Premier League game for only, uh, only two times this season. Yeah. That's not surprising, though, is it? No. Another stat, Mo Salah has now gone 661 minutes without a goal in all competitions. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm carrying him. I'm feeling that pain, actually. And the most important stat, the West Ham defence are the biggest pile of bellends. <laughs> well, yeah, I did predict a clean sheet, didn't I, last time I was on? Yeah, well, I think everyone did. Did you go um, Did you go for the West Ham core, the, the, the ham core? Um, I I kept Fabianski in goal. Yeah, that was I. I don't really trust West Ham full stop. Anyway, no. But. Hence why I only went one West Ham, which I Fabianski. But a lot of people obviously going for the double defenders and yeah, which is the that's called the core. By the way, if anyone didn't know, but you go for the core. If it pays off, it's good. But if you're West, if it's West Ham, it's not paying off, is it? No. So yeah, how many points did you lose? Did you get a team out? Uh, I got. Well, I decided to, I kind of misread the rest of the league and how enthusiastically they've started taking it. I thought everyone would not worry with transfers. So I sat back and Ooh. waited to see who then got released to pick them up. So I actually kind of forfeited last week, thinking I'd still get enough points to win um, against average team who I lost to again. Oh, the faceless <laughs> warrior. Um, but... What it has led is that I picked up some very good players, some very good players on this go round. Like whom? Sane. Sane, your league, nothing like ours. Sane is on the was on the waivers. Yeah, Jota. Uh, oh, okay, all the key players. Okay, and Gabriel Jesus, just because of the double game week for City coming up. Oh, that's okay. Oh, yeah, we might play once. Yeah, and they'll probably come on if they they've yeah. got. Heavy schedule now, Man City. So, so who did they drop? Who did your other managers drop for? Well, they dropped all of their loads of them dropped Man City players because obviously they weren't involved this game week, and then I think they've been a bit slack on picking them back up this week. That's so excellent. I went in there and yeah, scooped scooped up all the players. So you lost. So uh, what's the situation in the top of your league? Then? I'm now three points off the top. But with all those players, but with all those players now, pretty much locked in for the rest of the season. And of course, double game week for Man City. Yeah, have you got any Chelsea players? I um, have not now. Actually, I've let go of Conte hmm. to put Jota in. But you don't do have Conte points. Yeah, it's not like he gets them anyway. No, anymore. exactly. He's now like. 12. Uh, have you got um, any United players? I've got Rashford. Oh, Rashford. Yes, um, and Pogba. Of course, but oh. I'll try and forget that. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's all right. Double game week coming up for him yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, good. Uh, obviously, I didn't get to watch a lot of football this weekend because I was in uh, Berlin at the Olympiastadion. Yeah. Said that in a French accent, it's German. Olympiastadion. Watching uh, Hertha versus Dortmund, which, Nathan, included five goals, a last-minute winner for Dortmund, two sendings off, a VAR decision, and Jaden Sancho. Pretty good holiday, that. Sounds like a well-spent weekend. It was a well-spent weekend. And there was lots of beer as well. Jason Sancho, though, if he does come to the Prem, he looks really good, man. Yeah? Like, proper player. I've only... I've seen little clips of him and that the couple of England matches he's played. But yeah, he looks great. Uh, from, I think from the highlights and stuff, what you see, you see the little trickery and end product and stuff. But what you see when you're live is how much... Considering how young he is, how he dictates play... Like like a seasoned warrior, he was like pulling people all over the park and telling everyone where to be, and he really was their most important player. Nice. Did Pulisic play? Pulisic did play, and yeah, mm. I'm not sure what Chelsea are doing there. To be honest, maybe his heart's not in it for the rest of the season, but he wasn't that impressive. To be honest, 
not any be- he's not any better than Ch- what Chelsea have already got, put it that way. Maybe Vitesse need a good player for next season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice little lonely for him. So, yeah, uh, did you know that Sancho, uh, across Europe's top five leagues, has uh, has the most assists? 12? Uh, at, I kind of knew that because there was that mad start at the start of the season where he had, um, like, 10 in his first 10 games or something ridiculous yeah. like that. Uh, notable players, Nate. Notable players in this game week. Uh, Javi Hernandez, West Ham's last three home games, has uh, Little P has three goals and one assist. Yeah. And they're home again this weekend, if you want to bank more West Ham players. No. No? A couple of headers, though. Uh, yes, a couple of headers. Uh, Tillemans uh, for Leicester, he's got another assist. So that's three assists and one goal in the last four games. Just shows what the PlayStation and Championship Manager know what they're talking they about. They do know what they're talking about, yeah. Uh, Amir on for Newcastle, two assists in his last two games. Adam Lallana... I, this is weird. He's now started the last two Premier League games for Liverpool. Yeah, after I kind of called him out on playing too much recently, he's now come back into form. Yeah, <laughs> but he's actually starting. So that, I don't know if that means anything, whether Klopp wants to bring him into the team full-time, whether it's just a consequence, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the, that we spoke about the Liverpool midfield last time and maybe he's just trying to put... Lallana works very hard. He's kind of the classic gegenpressing kind of player. Mm. For them, maybe that bit of energy and that turnovers high up the pitch, especially with Salah not really playing that well at the moment. Maybe they're looking to change the style again. Yeah, well, he was doing. He was he's pretty much an important player before he got injured, wasn't he? Yeah. Huh, so another one to look out for: uh, Huddersfield defenders, right? <laughs> Do they have? Uh, they conceded, but like two got an assist. So yeah, two assisted. Um, so if they are going to start scoring goals, if like if this isn't a fad, if this isn't, wasn't just a one-off against West Ham, and if they're going to start scoring, maybe get a few Huddersfield defenders in because they seem to be big boys up from the back for corners, right? Yeah, and they've got good good delivery. They've got obviously Aaron Moyes now back, yeah. fully fit. Uh, Pritchard has got good delivery as well. So yeah, maybe if, if they are going to start scoring goals, Congolo missed a really good chance at free all as well. Another defender, so. He got one of the assists. Oh no, he scored, didn't he? No, and yeah, shit. No, he yes, of course. He, he did get an assist though. Okay, Congolo. So it would have been a goal and an assist. Yeah, and losing four three. Amazing. Well, four. Oh, oh shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that's that. So uh, form players, mate, for the last five weeks. So this is an average points, not including bonus points or anything. The goalkeepers. Best one, Pickford. There you go. Really? After that yeah. Newcastle game? Yeah, Pickford. Um, Leno. He did save a penalty there, didn't he, Pickford? Pickford. Leno? Jay Leno. Okay. Uh, Angus Gunn, who is a son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for Southampton, that's quite surprising. Defenders, VVD, Coleman, Dean, and Valerie, Valerie. Um, that's surprising as well. Midfielders... Top of the form, Delafeo. Yep. Then it's Mane, who's mm-hmm. now the world's best player, according to the press. Yep. And Sterling. And forwards, the top striker, Troy Deeney, Lacazette, and Vardy slash Rondon. There you go, mate. Have you got any of those players in your team? I've got Delafeo. Um I've got... Yeah, not a lot of form players at the moment. I've kind of gone for big names. It was surprising that, but it does change. It obviously doesn't 
doesn't mean much, but it adds a little bit. Um, right, before we go to uh, see what Jonas, do you have anything else to say? So I've got some stats about set pieces that might be interesting for you. No, oh, okay, go on then. Go on then, what you got? So according to who scored, do you want to know who the top three teams are for scoring from set pieces? Yeah. At the moment? Liverpool, one of them? Yeah, Liverpool top. Yeah! Yeah, yeah right. Do I obviously, really yeah, VVD, key player to get in your team, obviously, yeah. clean sheets, and now looks like a real goal threat yeah. as well. Spurs are second. Yeah. Yeah. And that surprised me. But joint second with Spurs at Brighton. Yeah, well, that's not surprising, is it really? Yeah, it's one of the only situations that they look dangerous from. But both yeah. Spurs and Brighton have scored 13 goals from set pieces okay. this season. Liverpool with 17. Do you know, want to know who the worst team are for scoring from set pieces? Everton. No, actually Everton are seventh at the moment for scoring from set pieces. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, we'll come on to that later. <laughs> yeah. later. Um, the worst team for scoring from set pieces is Crystal Palace. Oh, no. Only, yeah, well, yeah, it's not a surprise. Only four this season. Last season, they actually scored the most from set pieces. Mm. So the Roy Hodgson effect has taken hold. He's obviously got Kane on corners. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chelsea are joint um, 18th with only 7th. We uh, don't score goals. Only, yeah, only 7 from corners or free kicks all season equal with Newcastle and Southampton just below Palace so not likely to get many goals from your defenders there mm, with Chelsea okay. and then do you want to know the teams with the worst records yeah Everton Everton obviously much talked about but very close behind so this is conceding set pieces yeah right? conceding yeah. from set pieces Everton have conceded 14 then joint second is West Ham conceded a couple of goals this last yeah. game week and Burnley as well traditional really? strength for theirs both have conceded 13 goals that's surprising yeah they're um yeah they it's weird they've kind of really lost the organization there and then just after those two worst record from set pieces chelsea 12 so chelsea look very they're conceding from set pieces yeah um only two from set pieces at home this season 10 away yeah well they haven't got a good record (laughs) as we already said so yeah, that's kind of led me to look into players that are coming up playing against Chelsea and against other oh. teams that are vulnerable from set pieces. So the one that I've pick, picked up myself this week is actually Duffy. Brighton are playing Chelsea in as part of the double game week coming up. Yeah, And they're also playing Southampton, who don't have a terrific record from set pieces. And Duffy's got five goals this season yeah. from set pieces. So good pick up. Chikorito. Or Little P. Little P. Has got four goals from set piece situations so far this season for a small, well, for a little P. For a little man. And then from assists, you want to look at players like Snodgrass, Anthony Knockart, and Jao Moutinho. Yeah. Well, Moutinho's been on it all season, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's got um, corners and free kicks assists from both of those, and he's right up in the top three for both of those. And plays well against the big teams, and they're playing United soon as well. They're playing it, yes. Yeah, so it's their second week, uh, second fixture of this game week coming up, game week thirty-two. Yeah, and Craig Cathcart's actually got three of Watford's seven set piece goals Is this he? season. Yeah, I'm going all out, Craig Cathcart. They got two game week. Uh, I got so I'm so confused by all this. No, they've only got one game week this week. Yeah, no, they're playing twice. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, so Watford uh, home to Fulham in their second. Anyway, well done, mate. That's good. Some good players to pick up. Yeah. Now let's go to speak to Phil. Go to speak to Phil. Hey, but do you want your little quick quiz question? Yeah, I'd love it. Yeah, you love it. Here we go. A quick quiz question. You've got the whole 
whole pod to think about it. So Richarlison has scored 12 goals in the Premier League this season. Only three players have netted more in the competition in their debut seasons at Everton. I want you to name all three. Okay. Then put it in your head. Have a little thinky think. In the meantime, let's go speak to Phil, the secret journalist. The secret journalist. Shh, it's a bloody secret. Hello, Phil. Phil Dork, secret journalist. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm all right, Alfie. How are you? All right. You seem quite chipper for a supporter of a team that just lost and are now four, yeah. points, four points behind Norwich. Ah, oh, man, that's a long way to go, yeah. Long way to go. There's, uh, there's eight games left this season, and... Uh, well, I say eight games left. There's there's um, eleven games left for uh, for us because we're going to lose in the playoff final. So it's uh, so so that, that defeat to Sheffield United well, is just the tip of the iceberg for how much suffering I'm going to do this season. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, let's talk about the Premier League. Let's do that. Uh, and, and and fantasy Premier League, I should say. Weird game week, wasn't it? Game week thirty-one. Not many teams playing, and now there's going to be loads. There's going to be a flurry of double game weeks. And yeah, we really we've hit. We've hit the end zone now, haven't we? Yeah, this, this is this is the business. This is the business end of the season now, where uh... we, we need to mine for some gold, don't we? We need yes. to mine yeah, we... for gold. So, what is there any gold still to be had for the final run-in, Phil? Well, yeah, I mean, there's always there's always going to be players that you can that you can pick up. I mean, the game week thing obviously complicates things slightly because you're going to have some teams that are going to rotate a little bit, with, and and you particularly, uh, I would suspect you're looking. At a Manchester City as the most likely candidate to to start rotating a few players around on these double game weeks, but there are definite there are definite players to pick up. Um, I think what you what you're kind of looking for really, because usually at this stage of the season by now the players that are performing well are already snapped up. You know you, you're not you're going to find it a lot harder at this point now to pick up players that are that are under the radar and maybe uh, maybe there to, to pick up a lot of points. But what you've got to try and look for is players who are maybe creating a lot of chances that, that aren't resulting in assists and uh, and maybe are having a lot of shots that aren't ending in goals. And so therefore they're, they're threatening form, but haven't quite hit that little patch of it yet. So that's what you're kind of looking out for. And they're not easy to find, but there are a few out and about there. And where are they? Who are they? Well, I mean, I, I, I'm fortunate through, through my work <laughs> that I, I have access to... Um, certain resources to try and find out these players who are maybe maybe underperforming in terms of returns but are certainly threatening to do something um now i've i've t- what i've tried to do is stay clear of strikers because the, there are so few you know kind of prolific strikers and the ones that you do have in the league are are far you know you're not you're not going to be able to pick up a player even ones that are slightly like sort of second or third tier strikers, you know. No, I, I'd be very surprised if in a Jose Perez is still available in your league now, <laughs> yeah. or, or Rondon is available, or, or even Ashley Barnes is available because there are so few strikers, and you've got to, usually more often than not you have three slots to fill for most teams. Very, you're very unlikely to be able to pick up a decent striker. So I've been looking at defenders and midfielders primarily for where you might be able to get your points and. The first one I'm going to throw up is a, is a name that we've discussed before and is a familiar name, is uh, Mr. Harvey Barnes. <laughs> uh, who, who I, know, I know full well that you, are, you have a, um, a kind of a, a certain viewpoint on him. No, in I, do, he, you know, do you know what it is, Phil? It's just, you know, sort of slightly against sort of 
certain pundits building up the hype. But it's good that you're not well, doing that. It's good that you're not I'm doing not, that. Not, I'm, very much, I'm very much suggesting as though he is not delivering at the moment. But, <laughs> but he has the potential. He if does. you look at something like that, he is, he's had twice as many shots. Um, this, uh, what I've done, I've, I've tried to, I've tried to narrow it down to a form thing more than an over the course of the season thing. So this is from the, all of these stats are from the start of February, just to give it a sense of, of you know, short term form. Um, so Barnes has had twice as many shots as the next nearest midfielder in the game so far. Um, and, and, and granted, the, the classification slightly wavers. So I'm not including Salah in there, who, let's be honest, isn't a midfielder and the game's bollocks. Um, so <laughs> what we're talking about is actual midfielders, not the ones that, that, that DF classifies midfielders because it's nonsense. But Barnes has made, he, he's created, he's had twice as many shots um, as, as your next midfielder. And now the reason why he might still be available in your league is that his shooting accuracy is under 30%. So therefore, he's he's having the shots, and certainly he's having the shots in the box as well, creating plenty of touches in the box, also creating quite a few chances. But he's maybe just not quite find that accuracy yet. Le- Leicester, like in the ne- their next four fixtures: Bournemouth, Huddersfield, Newcastle, West Ham. Now, I, that looks to me like a little run of fixtures that they can pick points up in, and there's there's a couple, if not three. Very, very dodgy defences in that little run of fixtures. Um, a, a few of the others to pick up. Again, the, this is a player who's probably not going to be available now because he's probably Fulham's only consistent points provider. But Ryan Babbel's doing well of late. He's having a lot of shots. He's creating a lot of chances. He might be worth picking up if you've if he's still available. Um, another one is Alex Awobi for Arsenal, who I know that he's certainly in our league, he bounces in and out of sort of ownership because people get a bit frustrated with him because he maybe goes on little runs of three or four games where he doesn't do anything but he consistently has shots and he consistently provides chances so maybe if you have a bit of faith in him or if he's available and you want to take a little bit of a gamble then he might be worth picking up uh, the other one another one that I was looking at and again this falls into the same bracket as Harvey Barnes in terms of having lots of shots but not perhaps being as accurate as he could be. And that's Nathan Redmond at Southampton. Redmond is the classic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he bounces around from team to team. Certainly, if our league's anything to go by, he bounces around all over the place, that boy. But um, he's he's um, he, he noticeably he's picked up in terms of his points delivered because I think he went for about 20 games at the start of the season before Southampton changed manager where he was looking like he might get points and then did nothing. Just absolutely zero. No goals, no assists, no nothing. Now, he's definitely picked up and he's delivering a little bit more than he was, but potentially the stats suggest that he could deliver more. Hey, you, what you gonna do? Hey, you, what you gonna listen to? Hey, you, no, you got to draft fantasy podcast of a shot. What about defenders then, Phil? Yeah, yeah, defenders as well. Um, well, this, this, I'm basing this, letting, I'm, I'm I know that clean sheets is obviously a massive thing for defenders, but I'm not looking at clean sheets. I'm looking at players that can deliver at the other end of the field, potentially as defenders. Now, the the defender with the, the most shots in total and most shots in the box, actually, is Shane Duffy at Brighton. And this is the most since the start of Whoa. February, um, which is an interesting one. Now, granted, I, you know, I would suspect most of those are like sort of knockdowns from corners or, or little bits and pieces like that. But, you know, if you want a defender who's, going to potentially provide a threat at the at the attacking end of the field. It might, you know, he might pick up the odd clean sheet. I don't think Brighton have been 
too prolific in terms of keeping clean sheets. But, you know, they've they, they always got a chance of doing so. Then Duffy might be someone you want to pick up. Another one that's that's performing quite well is, and I know, and granted, this this is another player who benefits from um, from from obviously playing a bit further forward. But Jeffrey Schlupp is um, yeah, egos. He's always uh, he's always a kind of a good shout. He's he's performing well. He's got a he's got a, a bit unlike Duffy. Schlupp creates chances as well uh, as as having shots. So he's he's worth having a look at. Maybe picking up. These are difficult ones to justify to some extent because the players that, that they are having they are contributing at, um, in the attacking end, but they're not um, they're not players that you would look at because they just simply aren't going to keep clean sheets. But uh, Ogbonna is a good is a decent player for West Ham to pick up. I know he scored in the last game, didn't he? Which is that four three win over over Huddersfield. But the fact that they conceded three goals against Huddersfield means that yeah. West Ham this might not be top of your uh, list of players to pick up. I think many people have been scorned by the West Ham defence. Yeah, well, I got stung by them last week. Massive. <laughs> I, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm being really clever here. I'm getting a few West Ham players in a couple of weeks ahead of time because I knew this game week was coming up. And then they went absolutely AWOL against Huddersfield. But uh, yeah, that, that's that's it. That's the, oh, and, and you know, there, there are a couple of others, but nothing that massively stands out. Nothing that nothing that, that sort of hugely makes you think, oh, that's a compelling reason to pick them up. And all of the and, and plus also the quite a lot of the defenders who have who've created a lot of chances or had a lot of shots are ones that simply aren't going to be available in your league. If if Trent Alexander Arnold and Andrew Robertson are available in your league, then Christ, you've got some idiots playing alongside you. So thanks very much, Phil, for your insight, as always. Uh, like, like I said before, international break coming up. Does that mean you get a weekend off? Oh, absolutely not. So what, what do you cover then? Do you cover the international games? when? Yeah, yeah, I have to do, have to do the international games, yeah. So I'll, I'll be in, I'm in, I'm in tomorrow to do Wales against Trinidad and Tobago. International friendlies coming red hot and at you. All right then, mate. Thanks very much. Thanks. We'll speak to you soon. Speak to you soon. Journalist. Okay, so welcome back. We're back to part three. That was a secret journalist. We're now in part three. I try, try. Um, stats attack. Do you want a stat knife? Hit me. Okay, here we go. Sadio Mane has scored 17 goals in the Premier League this season, which makes him the Senegalese player with the most goals scored in a single campaign. He's only got one assist. Hmm. Yeah. But he's Senegalese, which means he's from Senegal. Yeah. Which means we should have some Premier League Stat of Nations for Senegal. Premier League Stat of Nations this week, Senegal. Only 34 Senegalese footballers in total have played in the Premier League since its inception in 1992. The most appearances of all time, Al Hadj Diouf, 243, Mo Diami, 235, and Abdul Faye, 166. Top scorers of all time, Sadio Mane, 61, Demba Bar, 43, and Papi Cisse, 37. Remember him? Most assists of all time, Al Hadj Diouf, 25, Sadio Mane, 22, Maram, Biram, Diouf, and Czech Kote, nine each. Most red cards of all time, tied on three each. El Hadj Diouf, the fans' favourite. Sadio Mane and Bupa Jop, proper legend, proper wardrobe. Most passes of all time, 
is Idrissa Gay with 6,677. And there you have it. That is your Premier League Stat of Nations for Senegal. Senegal. Uh, right now, Nath, uh, I have someone on the line to get ready for the tactics truck. The tactics truck is, is only there for a limited time before Andy Tazer comes and picks it up. It's got a few parking tickets. Yeah, he has, yeah. Tactics Truck. My guest on Tactics Truck this week is Ben Aglawatha, a student studying sports management at Trinity St. David's, a keen poker player and a supporter of two teams, Arsenal and Newport County. He is currently the manager of Bilbo Aggins and sits second in a head-to-head league of eight teams that uses the draft fantasy format. Their league, the... Seri Abatawa doesn't have bonus points, but does utilise custom Conte points where one more tackle or interception is needed. Ben describes his experience of the Seri Abatawa as so near and yet so far. So hi, Ben. How are you? Hi there. Good, thanks. Uh, so did you have a good game week 31 or not? I did. Um, luckily, I, I had a fair few of my players not playing. But I was up against one of the participants who didn't change his team at all, so <laughs> he only had he only had two players playing. <laughs> so I beat him quite comfortably. Say lovey, <laughs> so Ben, the tactics truck is outside and it's waiting your arrival. Now just be wary that Andy Townsend has been in there recently and it might smell a bit musty, but you'll get okay. used to it as soon as you're in there. Okay. All right. So I'll hold my breath. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Tactics truck, tactics truck, I got a truck, it's full of tactics, it brings me luck and you will suck, cause you don't have a tactics truck. Hello, Ben Aglawatka, please tell us your tactics. First up, goalkeeper. So at the beginning of the season, um, I looked at getting two very strong keepers for um, the whole season. Uh, so I started off with Alisson and Hugo Lloris, luckily, during the draft. So getting clean sheets with Alisson has been really good. Um, and most recently, I've done a trade to get Fabianski involved now because he's made one of the most saves during this whole season. And hopefully he'll bring me some more points. Defense. One of the most important things, I think, with a defense, especially in head-to-head draft, is getting goal-scoring defenders. One of the tips that I took from the pod itself was I think it was week three when the secret journalist tipped off for high-scoring defenders in Van Arnold and Doherty. And I picked up Doherty a few days later and he got his assist straight away and I've kept him ever since. Pereira has also been really good for me. At the moment, I've also got Luca Digne, who's been pretty good for Everton. And a few chopping changes with David Luiz and Kalazanac in at the moment. Midfield. Okay, so midfielders, last year I had a really high-scoring midfield. So that's something I've tried to bring into this season as well. My main midfielder has been Leroy Sané. Not always been in the team, but he's come on, gotten a couple of assists, and he's done pretty well. In one of the big um, trades that I've done at the moment, I've picked up Felipe Anderson. Um, He hasn't kicked on as much as I would have liked so far for the few weeks I've had him, but hopefully he can have a good little run for the last few games of the season. Attack. Right, so forwards. Um, I, my main forward, and for the whole season, that's been very successful, has been Aguero. Um, during the season, I've always tried to look at 
um, middling table teams and who their strikers have been and who are going to be successful. So I've had uh, Perez at one point, I've had Chicharito, I've had Giroud when he was in the team for a little bit for Chelsea. Um, but that, at the moment, as they were becoming more available, just before the Man United renaissance, I picked up Marcus Rashford and he's been very successful for me. Um, when he was injured um, a few weeks before Christmas, uh, Jamie Vardy was free and I thought I'd take a gamble as a free transfer spot. Um, all of my friends were like, no, he's not going to play for another month. You're just wasting your pick on him. And luckily he played two weeks later and he's been done, he's been getting a couple of goals for me. And also I have Chicharito. Most weeks I get at least two goals, which always help. Any other tactics? My favourite tactic has always been to go for high-scoring players. If you've got players in defence that are going to score your goals, that are going to get forward and maybe get an assist, it's always worth taking someone that's going to be a gamble. Um, any full-back that might be free for a lower team that you know that gets forward, especially in three-backs, they're always someone to take a gamble on, even if they don't get that clean sheet. It may make the occasional tackle if you've got Kante bonus on, which also works. Um, we have um, a flex set up as well in our league. So using that to great effect as well to change the team up slightly can help us to have different teams all the time. Thank you, Ben Agler Wonder. You are a true friend of Andy Townsend. You may now step out of the tactics truck. Tactics truck, tactics truck. I got a truck, it's full of tactics. It brings me luck and you will suck. Cause you don't have a tactics truck. So thank you, Ben. That was the tactics truck. Uh, it did very well. How, how was it inside? It was nice. Nicer than I thought. Andy Townsend looks after it. Yeah, I think he's, uh, since the pod, he's improved his game a little bit. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, so we've got an international break and then we've got game week 32. High hopes for game week 32? Um, I think so. I'm looking forward to the double game week teams, um, especially. I think we've got Wolves are playing United, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And then Spurs are playing Palace. So having having those players, I think, will be important. Um just in case they do something in the second game. So I think they'll be important to start. Even if they just run around a bit, that's pretty handy, isn't it? Exactly. Get those extra couple of points. Good luck to you, Ben. Thanks very much. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks very much. Bye now. Bye. And he's gone. So there you go. That was the tactics truck. And thanks for Ben for phoning and doing that. If you want to be in the tactics truck, just to get the smells, just to get what it's like to be in Andy Townsend world, uh, you can contact us uh, via Twitter at DraftFantasyPod. So here we are, part four, Nath. The time has arrived. I want the answer to the question I asked you earlier. Okay, so I'll say it again. So Charleston has scored 12 goals in the Premier League this term. Only three players have netted more in the competition their debut season at Everton. Can you name three of them? No, there's three. Okay. They've all got 15 each. All ends up with 15. I'm struggling, but I've got two that I'm fairly confident on. I reckon 
Andrew Johnson. No. Andy Johnson. <laughs> oh, no. That was my banker. Really? There's one really obvious uh, one that you should know. Jakubu Aigbeni. Yeah, yeah. Um, was my other one that I was confident on. Tim Cahill. No. Um, it's a really obvious one. Everton. Big guy. Duncan Ferguson's not playing anymore. <laughs> left Everton for a bigger team. The other 19 teams? <laughs> um, Belgian. Oh, Lukaku. Lukaku, yeah. Yeah, of course. And the other one is less obvious. Okay, Thomas Rosicki. No, it's actually really surprising. He left United to go to Everton. Louis Saha. He was a winner. Kinchelskis. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's surprising, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, that's surprising. 15 no, goals. Close. Yeah. That is a lot, isn't it? I kind of remember him doing well for Everton for a little while, but... Yeah, fi- 15 Premier League That's goals. a top quality player, yeah. From the wing, yeah. Uh, right, so we've got the upcoming game week fixtures. Let's have the... Um, we've got the international break. So we've got a whole two... Uh, we've got, And then we've got game week 32, which has proven to be a bit of a banger. So let's have the fixtures. On Saturday, 30th of March, we've got Fulham against Man City... Brighton against Southampton, Burnley against Wolves, Crystal Palace against Huddersfield, Leicester against Bournemouth, Man United versus Watford, West Ham versus Everton, and on Sunday, the 31st of March, Cardiff versus Chelsea, Liverpool versus Tottenham, big one. And then Monday, 1st of April, Arsenal against Newcastle. Hmm. And then we've got the double game weeks kicking in. Tuesday, the 2nd of April, we've got Wolves against Man United, Watford against Fulham, Wednesday, the 3rd of April, Chelsea against Brighton, Man City against Cardiff, Tottenham against Palace. Man City, though, double game week versus, I mean, away to Fulham and then home to Cardiff. Yeah, I mean, get on board the Man City train if you can. Yes, exactly. I mean, it could be massively disappointing. I mean, he might just play one team one week, one team. Yeah, Fulham looked imp- much improved against Liverpool at the weekend. Yeah. Still... Not good, but at least resembled an organised team. Sort of uh, almost resembling the team that got promoted a little bit. Yeah, like getting the ball down, playing through yeah. the fa- different phases of midfield and stuff like that. But yeah, they're just not very good, are they? Just, Man City are just the best team in the league. Yeah, they? I mean, that game against, obviously, FA Cup, but the game against Swansea, at 2-0 down, I still knew they were going to go through. Just, mm. I said to someone I was with at the time, you can see him scoring five. It, it's still even with like 25 minutes to go. Yeah. yeah. You don't feel that with Liverpool these days, do you? No, you don't really. But they do it, they're grinding it out and cliche, but a sign of a team that usually go on and win the league. <laughs> except they won't. Yeah, except they won't because it's <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. uh, never mind. Um, yeah, clean sheet forecast. Clean sheet prediction forecast. Hello, hello, Mystic Mum. How are you? Okay? Yes, I'm fine, thank you. Good. I hope the uh, crystal ball that gives us these predictions is much better. For the last game week or so, it was uh, 0%. So it's been fixed, has it? Yes, it's been polished and ready to go. Okay, good. Let's have the clean sheet predictions for game week 32. Game week 32 is Manchester City twice. Mm. Crystal Palace once. Chelsea once Manchester United once Arsenal Spurs once 
Leicester. Oh, and is that every, all the teams? Yes. Good, fantastic. Thank you so much, Mystic Mum, for your predictions. And hopefully uh, at least 100% of them will come true this week. Let's hope they do. <laughs> all right. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, bye. Clean sheet prediction forecast. Yeah, so uh, just to clarify, you got the once or twice thing. That means it's because they're playing twice. So if it's just once, they get one clean sheet. If it's twice, they get two clean sheets. If it's just got their name, they're just playing once. And yeah, there we go. So we've got the fixtures done, with the forecast done. We've done your players. We've prepped you guys. You need to go out and win. You don't have to win big. You just got to win. And that's it. And Nathan, anything else to say before we go? No, just those double game weeks make them count. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fucking shit team talk. That Alan Shearer of the yeah, podcast. That is the Alan Shearer. Just just want it more than the other team. You've got to want those players more than the other team. Yeah. I tell you what, I picked up Ozil this week. Did you? I think Arsenal against Newcastle is going to go uh, against and uh, go under the radar. But Arsenal very good at home, and they keep clean sheets. At home. Yeah, I've also jettisoned pretty much my whole, all of my Tottenham players. I've I've gotten off the Tottenham hype train big time. Yeah, I have as well. Yeah, they've all all of them. I think the only one I've left in my team now is Kane. How much rather have the players that are definitely going to play and grind out if they get three or four points twice? That's decent, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, better than having you know a team playing one game game week that you might scrape together seven or eight points just go for those easy yeah. double threes <laughs> six it's, it's the magic of football yeah. just go for the grind out the three pointers yeah. Sam Allardyce's <laughs> draft fantasy uh, right before we go Nath your Kevin Keegan question oh god you ready remember shoot from the hip it's pressure Kevin are Leicester going to keep a clean sheet against Bournemouth yes alright there you go guys that's a no. <laughs> get on Bournemouth. Get on, get on, get on Bournemouth. They're going to score. Oh, never mind. Anyway, that's it then. Thank you so much for listening. We're back again, obviously, in two weeks after game week 32. Uh, good luck, as we said before. Uh, if you do want to be on the tactics truck, please do let us know. Uh, if you just want to get in contact, just let us know. If you just want to let us know, just let us know. Uh, and that is, of course, uh, at the Draft Fantasy Pod. Um on Twitter you find us on Twitter you know you know thank you Nathan thank you Alfie it's been an absolute pleasure having you and thank you for bringing such such knowledge and wit thank you for the refreshments and snacks <laughs> I do my best I do my best and that's it then thanks very much guys we'll speak to you soon bye bye the Draft Fantasy Podcast and it's love